got good news and bad news, girls. The good news is your dates are here. What's the bad news? They're dead. Welcome everyone to My Bleeding Ears Podcast. This is episode number 99. We're both kind of sick a little still, so there's going to be a little snorting and coughing and yes. clearing of throats throughout this episode. Try to edit those out. Keep them to I, a minimum. If I will, can. unless you're speaking and I hack something and I, I can't cut it out. But You have tea <clears throat> and I have juice. Oh, there. <laughs> I'm already messing things up. <clears throat> there we go. <laughs> Make me laugh. <laughs> All right, so yeah, we were all sick and shit, so we got to see a bunch of stuff. Uh-huh. And we're, and Jessalyn usually makes these, these papers, these lists of all the things we've seen, and it helps out a lot. Uh, this time, though, I really haven't even looked through our list of things that we watched, so I'm just going to go off the cuff on all of the shit. <laughs> yeah, usually he reorders, like, what, how I ordered it, which is fine. I'm yeah. not complaining about it. It's usually a better order. Yeah. But yeah, this time... But we got a buttload of stuff, though, too. <laughs> so That's much. It. So much. So let's get started, okay? Um, okay? The first on the list is uh, this Netflix series called The Movies That Made Us. It's uh, uh, it, it's the same thing as, like, the, the Toys That Made Us. Yeah. Same announcer, same producers, I'm assuming, for, for Netflix. And you watched this. I didn't because I, I don't care, really, all that much. Um... I'm sure I, if we did start to watch them, I would care more, but it's that same fucking announcer. Yeah. And it's the same sh- bullshit they, they pull in the toy thing where they'll start to say something, then they have to retract it and go back, and it's just, just, and just tell me the record, fucking story. Like, yeah. Right. Yeah. And everything was fine then. <clears throat> Actually, it wasn't. And yeah. it's shit like that. Like, stop. I, okay, I get it. You, the first time was fine, but every fucking episode, let's get a straight guy to do this. A straight man. Not like an actual like straight and homosexual like you know the, no, 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 yeah I, you I, got me I, yeah I right. think we all know what I you hope meant. yeah you're gotta make sure these days though man we all know what you meant by um, straight yeah man. but uh, I, I can't say for everyone who listens or, or anything <laughs> too so um yeah so you talking about the toys that made us on the podcast and complaining about the narrator and the sound effects that was the first that I had ever heard of that. I didn't know how much you hated him, and it uh, consequently uh, spoiled it for me. So thanks a lot for making the movies that made us annoy me to no end, while I was also getting very valuable information. (laughs) Valuable is a relative term, obviously. (laughs) Um, About movies that I loved. So I watched this. It's still full of interviews of the actors, producers, and directors of these movies and the movies that they talked about in particular were Die Hard. They had an episode of Die Hard. They had an episode of Dirty Dancing, Home Alone, and Ghostbusters. Those four movies had an hour-long episode that included interviews from the actors, the director, the well, sadly not the director of 
Go- what, oh, I'm sorry, the director of Ghostbusters, not the writer. Ivan Reitman? Yeah. Harold Ramis, sorry. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> and it, I learned so much about all of these movies, and it was really interesting to watch. But yeah, I was irritated by the narrator <laughs> and the sound effects, and I never noticed it before. And when you brought it up, I noticed it. But I would definitely recommend the movies that made us... Um, all of these movies are movies that I absolutely love, especially like Die Hard and Ghostbusters, but also especially Dirty Dancing and Home Alone. Like I, yeah. they aren't yeah. movies that were iconic in my past, yeah. but definitely our childhood. Yeah, they were a staple of my childhood. All four of these movies. This is yeah. This show is for us, really. Yeah. This is our our Gen Xer slash Zennial kind of Zennial, yeah. Fucking area right here. So, yeah. yeah. So I learned a lot of stuff that I didn't know about these movies. I thought it was really interesting, and I would highly recommend it. And I am sorry in advance for ruining the narrator and all the sound effects that come with the interviews <laughs> and the clips that they use. You should be sorry. <laughs> Jocelyn liked this show, except <laughs> fine, the announcer. Yeah, yeah. Uh, okay, those four movies that you named, only one of those really actually should have had a sequel. Because all of those movies had sequels. Yes. Um, I think Die Hard is the only one that should have had sequels to it because all the rest of them, the sequels suck. I didn't see the Dirty Dancing Havana Nights. So I really can't speak on that. Even though I do enjoy Dirty Dancing, I think it's a pretty fun movie. It really is. Yeah. It's not a movie at all that I ever thought I would like, even as a kid, but I can't help it. It's it's annoyingly likable. It is. Um, and yeah, as far as sequels go, yeah, Die Hard 2 is good. Dirty Dancing 2, I didn't see. Home Alone 2 is the exact same movie set in New York. Right. Um, and Ghostbusters 2, I don't know, maybe it's it has that nostalgia yeah. value for me, but I like Ghostbusters 2. I think it's good. Did you see the, the new trailer that came out for the Ghostbusters? Yeah, I did. What did you think? I'm holding all of my comments for the movie. This is going to be surprising to you, what I'm going to say about this movie, uh-huh. I'm sure, is, is that I just really don't give a fuck about that movie at all. Oh, that doesn't surprise me at all. <laughs> yeah. I know, it was a joke, but... <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, sarcasm. Yeah, no, exactly. I, I yeah, hear it no, now. Yeah, there yeah. You go. I know, I have a cold, sorry, it's not coming out. <laughs> yeah, well. me too, and I'm also partially annoyed because all of the stupid fucking men's activist groups who were mm-hmm. like, no, you can't do Ghostbusters with ladies. <laughs> and they You're gonna be did. like, finally, Ghostbusters with Paul Rudd and Finn <laughs> Wolfhard. Like, Don't forget about Egon's daughter. Oh, really? Yeah, that's, or, or sorry, granddaughter. Okay. Is like the, it seems to be the main character of the movie. Okay. Is Egon's daughter. That's nice. So... Yeah, you can have men and women to be Ghostbusters. I mean, the cartoons did that. I absolutely agree. My, the only thing I wanted to convey was, fuck you, men's activist groups. Yeah. Uh, if there had been any semblance of a script for Die Hard, or excuse me, for uh, uh, Ghostbusters 2016, it might have been good. But yeah, there, there was, was no script. There was no script for that movie. <laughs> it and turned out to be bad. And even in like interviews and commentary... The director's like, yeah, there's no script. We just let him run wild. Yeah. And then, Before the movie was even released, he was like, no, yeah, there was sort of a script, but I just let these, you know, comedians do whatever they wanted. And like, yeah. 
No, no, you <laughs> nope. can't do that. You can't. You got to rein him in and give him a script, and exactly. then it'll be funnier. Yeah. Exactly. I remember Kevin Smith talking about that one time when he was, when he was doing Dogma, and he had Ben Affleck and Matt Damon on there, who two guys who, who go who not a, who improvise a lot. Yeah, <clears throat> and whose chemistry is you know through the roof. And he was like best he, friends. And yeah. he was like, uh, they're like, yo, let us do, let us do it. Let us improv it and let us just come on, go over the lines. Like, sure. Then after that, we'll film another take where you go and you do all the lines, and we'll do that. And that's going to yeah. be in the movie. Yes. <laughs> and that's what needed to, ha- to happen with Ghostbusters 2016. <clears throat> Is that great? Let them riff, let them have fun, and then let them go back and go through a script and mm-hmm. maybe add any of the things that you thought were funny. Right. Uh, some other trailers, too, that, that came out is the Wonder Woman movie, uh, Wonder mm-hmm. Woman 1984. I'm pretty excited for that one. <clears throat> um, Pedro Pascal. I'm fucking, the fucking Vipers in it. I'm all juiced, pumped, and yoked for that one. I will not allow myself to feel anything yeah. about Wonder Woman. I, I can't, Wonder Woman can't crush me. I'm so afraid that it might as a sequel, and I loved... I saw Wonder Woman three times in the theaters because I needed to drag all my girlfriends to be like, come and see this movie, it's so good. (laughs) So good, and so, yeah, I'm not excited. I don't care at all. Whatever it is, it's fine. (laughs) (laughs) But yes, I see your point. Yeah. And then one other trailer dropped recently, too, uh, was the... Resident Evil 3 game trailer, which looks really cool. It does. It looks really good. I'm excited. In fact, the beginning of the trailer looked kind of like Biohazard, and I don't usually like first-person shooters, but mm. I loved Biohazard. Right. So I, I love the idea of maybe a first-person shooter. And when you say Biohazard, you mean Part 7? Part 7, yes. Because yes. <laughs> when you say Biohazard, that means like Part 1 or Part 7 or... Are they all called Biohazard? <laughs> well, the Jap- <clears throat> that's a Japanese name for Oh, them. I see. Yes, so, I mean 7. Yes. yes. All right. So yeah, it looks cool. Uh, that'll be out in four or five months. Mm-hmm. Pick that one up. I'm going to get the special edition with my Jill Valentine statue. And it comes out the day after my birthday. Yeah. Just throwing that Is out it, there. I think they changed it to April 4th now. Boo. <clears throat> I didn't I just watch the trailer yesterday? I know. It March 4th? <clears throat> and I thought I saw somewhere else it was April 4th, but I'll check it again. All right. Mm. Either way, that's what I want for my birthday, everybody. Yeah. <clears throat> A Jill Valentine statue. <laughs> um, next movie is Knives Out, which I didn't see. I really do want to see this. It's by Ryan Johnson, who did the last Star Wars movie, and he did Looper. I want to say Brick was the other movie he did. Yeah. Uh, you said this was a really good movie. <clears throat> I really enjoyed this movie. Um, it's a murder mystery, like an old-timey murder mystery. A detective investigates the death of a patriarch of an eccentric, combative family. It's in the same vein as Clue. That's what I would compare it to if mm-hmm. I could compare it to anything. And I don't want to say any more about it because I feel like I'm glad that I walked in knowing absolutely nothing about it. I had really only seen a quick trailer and I'm happy. And I'm <laughs> afraid that if I told you anything about it, any of my feelings even, even my feelings about Chris Evans in that movie, <laughs> I feel like would ruin some parts of that movie. So Okay. So, see it, see it. Knives out. It's fun. I liked it. Do you think Daniel Craig deserves the Golden Globe nomination? Don't even get me started on the Golden Globe. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
um, yeah, it's a mess. And making in a grumpy cat face. <laughs> well, any award show now, I think, fucking yeah. sucks. Especially Golden Globes. I, you know, I kind of do want to watch just so I can see Ricky Gervais ripping all these yes, rich the entitled part. fucking idiots. So mm-hmm. it'd be great. Um, I will say Daniel Craig surprised me. I didn't expect what I got from him. Okay. How about Ana de Armas? Wish she couldn't. I mean, too. duh. Like, I'm not dead. I'm flesh and blood. <laughs> it, I didn't recognize her immediately, actually. Uh-huh. And it was really bothering me through the whole movie. And then I looked her up afterwards and I was like, oh, yeah, that's one of Larry's girlfriends. How yeah. could I forget? <clears throat> From Knock Knock, yeah. Yeah, yeah Knock <laughs> Knock, my favorite film of 2018, whenever it was. Eli, Eli Roth. <laughs> <laughs> Knives out. Go see it. Knives out. Go see it. All right. Our next one, which we you just finished the other day. And Finally. I, it took me um, 12 years. <laughs> through it. It took me three times to finish it up. Then I watched <laughs> half of it with you again. We're not even half of it. A third of it with you. <laughs> again. Uh, it's The Irishman by Martin Scorsese. Mm-hmm. Available on Netflix. Yes. Uh, this was... It was a good movie. I enjoyed I enjoyed this one. This one is um this one's if you want to watch some good fucking acting, this is the movie right here. I absolutely <clears throat> agree with that. Everyone is great in this movie. Uh I think Joe Pesci fucking steals the show in this movie. Mm-hmm. His fucking acting is great, very believable. De Niro, I think, was kind of snubbed too. He has a lot of yes. nominations and everything. But he was fucking good in this one. <laughs> when I saw that Pacino got the nomination and Robert De Niro didn't, I was a little yeah. I was a little hot under the collar. I kind of couldn't believe it that yeah. they wouldn't at least be nominated together. Yeah, Pacino's yeah. good, but he's great. <clears throat> There's a lot of good actors in this one, like Harvey Keitel is in this. It doesn't have too much to do, but it's no. he's just a cool sight to see. You know, I, I love Harvey Keitel. Yeah. He rarely ever does interviews, so it's. It's cool to see him on screen every once in a while, you know. He's great. Speaking of Harvey Keitel, that was part of the reason the note that I wrote was, Martin Scorsese, could I interest you in a (laughs) miniseries? Because if you're going to put it on Netflix and make it three and a half hours long, why don't you just make it nine hours long? Because I guarantee that's how much you filmed. Probably, And I think that that would really add to the character development that you wanted to have with Mm -hmm. all of these characters that you didn't get with characters like Harvey Keitel, you know, right. because you you have to shave that down to advance the story. And I'm right. not saying it's not a great movie; it is, mm-hmm. despite the fact that I think movies should be two hours. Right, I, I <laughs> this agree one's with three that. and a half. <clears throat> and I just thought, if you're going to put it on Netflix, why not just make it a mini series? But he also wanted it to be in theaters too. Yes, that's true. I think he wants all of his films to be in theaters. Okay, so a... why don't go the route of the Hateful Eight and put a movie in theaters, and then put a miniseries on Netflix? Yeah, that's a good idea. Right? Yeah, mm-hmm. that would be that would be awesome. Uh, Ray Romano, who was pretty good in this movie yes. too. Uh, you don't see Bobby Cannavale in, too much in this movie. He doesn't have too much to do. No, Nor does he's pretty important at the beginning. Yeah. Right. Nor does that one comedian, Sebastian, which he does play uh, an interesting role, a fun role in it. <clears throat> it's cool to see him get whacked. It was fun. Yeah. Uh, and then there's uh, Jesse Plemons, who <laughs> he doesn't have too much to do in this movie either. It's like eight lines. He doesn't have that many lines. And then we come to a huge talking point that's been associated with this movie is 
the lack of dialogue that Anna Paquin has. Is it a huge talking point, or it is it just that I couldn't shut up about it? No, it is a talking okay. point. You can look up a lot of things online about how she doesn't really have any lines. She has a, a few, and yeah. that's it. And that's... Three. And there's there's a reason for that, though. It's not just they're not going to give her lines because she's a woman or anything like that. No, no, that's never what I thought. <clears throat> no, no, not yeah. what you thought, but it was never about that. And then what you also said is, like, why would you have... Anna Paquin in here when she has very few lines. And I was like, well, and you and you agree with me on this, acting, you know, doesn't necessarily require you to have lines. I don't disagree. And a lot of her acting was reacting to things. And I think that's was very integral in this movie and her role. And in her her facial expressions are very telling in it. And her her rapport with her father, De Niro, in this movie is a very important part of this movie. I absolutely agree. And there's a point, I think the reason I was really disappointed that Anna Paquin didn't have a larger role or more lines was because when she does finally have a line, it's when she's confronting him about uh-huh. things that she's known all along. Right. And then that's two lines, and he doesn't answer her, and then that's it. He doesn't really even look at her in this movie, and that in certain scenes, the only times he'll look at her is when she's not looking at him, really, or he's just observing her with different people and how Mm -hmm. she's acting with different people and how he's not a part of that. (coughs) And I guess I just got really excited when she finally does confront him, like, okay, here we go, here we go, here we go, and then that's it. That was it, and and that, that that was a... Great acting scene for De Niro, even. He yeah. played very well off of her, and he never looked at her. He never answered her question or anything. Never, like, never really paid too much attention to her. And at the end of this movie, it's the last fucking hour or hour and a half of it is him trying to, in different parts of the movie, trying to, to talk to her. Yeah. Or trying to, to get back in her good graces. Yeah, and that's, this is the saddest gangster movie I think that Scorsese has ever made. True, I, I agree. The ending is so sad. Yes. I want to, mm-hmm. I'm going to spoil it. I'm going to go yeah, ahead. Go for you guys it. have had since Thanksgiving to see it. Um, and all I'm going to spoil is to say it, this is all a story told by old De Niro, ta- De Niro talking about, uh, you know, his life and his mm-hmm. interactions with uh, Jimmy Hoffa and uh, his never admitting to killing Jimmy Hoffa, which he did, according to this movie. Right. And uh, just. He's in this old folks' home. No, None of his kids come to see him. And what was this all for? Right. What did he do this all for? To just yep. sit alone in a nursing home and slowly die. Yep. It's so sad. It is. It absolutely yeah. is. The thing is, is that throughout this whole movie, you're kind you're like on De Niro's side. Even though yeah. he's doing all these bad things, mm-hmm. you're like, all right, come on, yeah. So and you're I mean, you're on kind of everyone's side in a way. You can yeah. agree with a lot of people. He what humanizes doing. all the characters yes. very well. Yeah. Yes, very well. So this is a definite C. Yes. If you've got five hours, <laughs> <laughs> three days to spend. <clears throat> uh, our next movie, which took me a while to see, I really wanted to see it in theaters, but came out free on Amazon Prime. Or what? Showtime, actually, not Amazon Prime. Yeah, Showtime. We just we we have the Showtime add on. Yeah, all the fucking <laughs> Hotel Artemis. Uh, this one didn't do all that well in the box office. 
Uh, and that kind of turned me off of it. But then I was like, wait a minute. People don't go see a lot of good movies anyway, so mm-hmm. I'll I'll wait wait till it comes out and I'll check it out. And it appeared, and I was like, yes, all right, finally I can watch this fucking movie, and I enjoyed it very much. So did I, and I there were parts that I wasn't really paying attention because I <laughs> underestimated this movie. I didn't think it was going to be that great, and then it turned out to be pretty good. Yeah, it was yeah. good. It was fun. It was uh, there's good characters in it, good actors in there. Batista's good in it. It's good to see Jodie Foster in a role like this. Yeah, I've never seen her this way before, yeah. Right. It's cool to see all these guys come together. Jeff Goldblum pops in. Like, I forgot he was in the movie. Until... <clears throat> yeah, and he's Jeff Goldblum, but yeah. he's a little more than that, actually. Yeah, he is. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah, this one, this one's a good movie. I, I enjoyed it a lot. <clears throat> um, quick synopsis. Uh, set in a riot-torn, near-future L.A., Hotel Artemis follows the nurse, who runs a secret members-only emergency room for criminals. Mm-hmm. And that's the gist of the movie. And yeah. then shit goes down, and yada yada, and movie happens, and it's a good time, and that's about it. I will talk about it, because uh, check this one out. Not too many people did. Agreed. Another one, which I had to wait a year to watch this fucking movie, because it's a Christmas movie. <laughs> It's called All the Creatures Were Stirring. And it's available on Shudder. <coughs> it's okay. Go ahead. I told I warned everyone <laughs> we're gonna be coughing and, and yeah. I, I my nose is all plugged up and yeah. <laughs> so I sound like I'm whining probably in this fucking episode. Stop being so stop making me laugh. <laughs> Sorry, it's never gonna happen. <laughs> uh so yeah, All the Creatures Are Stirring is an anthology horror movie on uh, Shudder. Uh, what did you think of this one? I liked it. Mm-hmm. I didn't think it was great, but I did definitely like it. And I want to add that I did make the joke uh, when I saw Max, the character Max, at the very beginning of the movie. There, <coughs> So the wraparound story is these two characters on Christmas Eve go to see a play. And it's like an anthology play with different stories. Uh-huh. <laughs> and the, uh, one of the guys who goes to see the play is a guy, and I made a joke, I was like, oh, it's another guy who looks vaguely like Jolo Truglio, <laughs> or however you say his name, uh, and it's Graham Skipper from... The Mind's Eye? The Mind's Eye and Bliss. Right. Yeah. So it was that guy. It wasn't just a totally different guy. Nice. Nice. Yeah. You know, I think that director has another movie coming out. Fuck, and I forgot what the name of it was, and it looked interesting. And it looked like bigger, way bigger budget, too. <laughs> okay. Shit, I gotta look that up. I'll, at halftime, I'll come back and I'll say which movie it is. Okay. I'll look it up. But yeah, I thought there were some, you know, anthology stories yeah, that I liked are... more than others. One was the deer one I thought was kind of stupid. Yeah. <clears throat> and not as funny as it could be. I feel like it was trying they... to be funny, but it didn't pull that off. They they, they didn't pull it off. Yeah. They could have they could have pulled it off, but they didn't. Yeah. I, my idea was better. Yeah, I agree. Um, so yeah, it, this is probably mid to a little bit above average horror anthology movie. But in for Christmas, it's yeah. worth a watch. Yes, Check it, it is. Out. Check Did it you out. Say for how Christmas. it's available. I believe it's on Shutter. Yes. Yes. <clears throat> now, I finally saw this movie. Uh, you saw it when it came out, and it. And then we got Disney Plus. Mm-hmm. Well, we didn't get Disney Plus. I'm piggybacking off my sister. Thank you very much. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Captain Marvel. Mm-hmm. Um, this one was okay, and I had a pretty good time watching it. There were some good parts in it. The story was okay. Um, 
There are a few things that I didn't like in it, but um, yeah, it was fine. So we didn't really talk about it because you right. wanted to talk about it on the podcast. So what were the things that you didn't like about it? One of the things I didn't like it was about was how Nick Fury gets his eye taken out. I think that was kind of rushed and stupid. <clears throat> yeah, and it always makes me look at his eye in other movies. And mm-hmm. now I'm like, mm, yeah. that's not cat scratches. Yes. Uh, the villain wasn't all that great in this movie. Jude Law is never a good villain. I don't See, know why I, they always cast Jude Law as, as well. Not always, but, but I feel like in a he's not. Ne- he's like the red herring villain. The villain is Annette Benning, I think. Mm. Is she? That's what I thought. Mm. Yeah. She's mm. because she's like the almost sympathetic villain who thought she was doing something for the greater good in uh-huh. creating Captain Marvel, uh-huh. and then Captain Marvel defeats her. Right. Eh. I guess. I'd... So I feel like, yeah, not only was, what's his name, uh, Mendelssohn, Ben Mendelssohn, the red herring villain, right. turns out to not be a villain at all, but right. Jude Law is the red herring villain. He's not right. really the one you have to look out for. He's like the Ronin, if you will. Right. <laughs> uh, I think Brie Larson is miscast in this role. I oh. think there are other actors who could have who could have done better. Okay. Who would you suggest? Catherine Winnick. From, oh, right, right, right. Um, you just can't let go of that thought. No, you? I think she was would have been perfect for this role. Yeah. Man. And she, Brie Larson was a bigger name. Yeah, exactly. And she was fine, but <coughs> all around, I think, kind of miscast for this one. I, I didn't really feel like a, a connection to any of the relationships she had. She was always distant to everything. And even her friend, kind of, too. And there was never a good moment of them. That I agree with. And in part, it's because she doesn't remember her life as a human. But you're right, they could have done more when she finally does remember her life as a human. And they they don't. I'll agree with that. Yeah. Uh, One thing I I did see online was um, there was this... The top movie mistakes, or the movies with the most mistakes in them, uh, they did the top three movies. Uh-huh. Uh, the first movie that had the most mistakes in it was Captain Marvel. Huh. The second movie with the most mistakes in it was Avengers Endgame. The third movie, Midsummer. Interesting. Interesting. I don't want to know any of them because I thoroughly enjoyed all those movies. So well, I don't want to hear about what. A lot of them were just like someone was holding up a cup with this hand, and in the next shot they were holding with another oh, hand. Or right. well, maybe you should get a job. There was. <laughs> but with Captain Marvel, there was some like yeah, well that that's that uh, that Windows that version of Windows hadn't come out yet, kind of thing, and okay. those little things. Maybe you should get a job. <laughs> Captain Marvel is okay. <laughs> I, I, it's I rank it higher than the two, the first two Thor movies and a couple of the Iron Man movies. I rank it higher than those. Okay. Um, yeah. Um, not better than Punisher Warzone, that's for sure. <laughs> and I'm not passionate enough about it to. Defended. I liked yeah. it a lot. I'm really happy that it exists. Yeah. If you were saying the same things about Wonder Woman, then we would be, you know, getting a divorce. Well, Wonder Woman <laughs> is ten times better than this movie. Yes, definitely. <laughs> Way better than this movie. Agreed. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> <coughs> All right. All right, we only got a few more left. 
And we're reaching my favorite movie of the... Uh, of... <laughs> we're almost there. <laughs> we're almost not there. Not this one. Uh, the, the next one, finally saw this movie, Shazam. Yeah, it's on HBO, and so we watched it. Uh, what did you think of Shazam? I walked in with high expectations because critics gave me high expectations. Yep. Um, and I walked out with a feeling like it needed a better editor mm-hmm. um, and some better character development because I feel like when we got to the climaxes, uh-huh. I didn't feel what you wanted me to be feeling. Uh-huh. Yeah. I felt just fine. And I I felt neither hot nor cold. Right. I was right in the middle. <clears throat> the you? last the last forty minutes of this movie are a mess. Yes. Because I thought the end of the movie was coming, and there was forty minutes left of the movie. Yes, <laughs> I agree. So, we yeah. yeah we went outside to smoke and then laughed about that. Yeah, oh, there's still geez. more. And that's when I think I made the joke that this is like a Marvel movie made with construction paper. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. This uh, Zachary Levi is really good at it. He's he plays great. It's not his fault at all. It's no actor's fault. I think no. all the actors are great. Yeah. No. Uh, kid from fucking It was good in It. Who is huge. <clears throat> yeah. He's like 10 feet taller than he was in It Chapter 2. <laughs> how how did they film that around the same year? Yeah. And a few other, uh, like Jaiman Hansu's in this too. I didn't know that. He was yeah. also in Captain Marvel. Mm-hmm. Um, the DJ Catrona who played Flint in the, the G.I. Joe retaliation movie, <laughs> it pops up in this too. Um, Mark Strong. I like, I like Mark obviously. Strong. Yeah. But yeah, enough of the villain roles. Let's see, let's see something else. Surprise us by yeah. not being a villain. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Go the, go the way of Ben Mendelsohn for Christ's sake. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And even the villain, like... I feel like Marvel has done a really good job of giving us some sympathetic villains, or at least some villains that we really like, even some. if they're not sympathetic. I'll give them some. Not yeah. They don't have the best track record with No, 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 either. I agree. But recently, mm-hmm. well, okay, I'm obviously thinking of Eric Killmonger. Killmonger is probably the best And so then far. I'm thinking Thanos of, and, and Killmonger yeah, are, Thanos, are the best. Thanos, Killmonger, and uh, Loki. Loki. Loki is yeah. good, yeah. All the other mm-hmm. ones are pretty forgettable. Yeah, agreed. Uh, and so I guess I had higher hopes when you cast Mark Strong... As a villain, I thought I was going to get more from him than we did. And he's sort of your run-of-the-mill. He yeah. even has a backstory, which is the opening scene. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which you think is going to really culminate into something special. And then it just doesn't. It, it doesn't, but it, you do feel for him sure. in this movie. <clears throat> you do kind of agree with him in a way. Mm-hmm. So that does kind of help, but it's not fleshed out as much as I would I would have liked. Yeah. Re-edit this movie yes. and let me watch it again. Yeah, I agree. Uh, Shazam. It was fine. C. 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 Plain, yeah, yeah, I'll give it that. Plain old yeah. C. Same here. Same here. Yeah. Now, this next movie is not a C movie. This is like a B plus for me. Oh, I thought you were going to give it an A plus. I should. This is... A, okay. You ever go on... <laughs> you ever, you, do you yourself ever go on Rotten Tomatoes? Sometimes. Sometimes you just go to look yeah. at things, right? Mm-hmm. Our Actually, our movie of the week has a 100% rating on Rotten Tomatoes, actually. Our movie of the week does. Okay. Our movie of the week, right, which we'll get to soon. Now, this movie has a really low score on Rotten Tomatoes. What's the score? Do you remember? Don't remember, but it's probably around like 20%, <laughs> around that area. Mm-hmm. I would be that one critic... Who would be in that 20% for this movie? 
And this movie is 47 meters down, uncaged. <laughs> the sequel <clears throat> to 47 meters down. Now we liked 47 meters down. I, I was surprised at how much I it liked wasn't 47 bad meters at all. down. Yeah. Now I love shark movies, mm-hmm. and I think a big reason is because I am fucking terrified of sharks. They are very scary. They are very scary to mm-hmm. me. I uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So this one takes place not in a cage because. And the title says Uncaged. But obviously. This one takes place in a underwater cave system mm-hmm. with blind albino sharks. So they don't can't see anything. All they can do is hear and then eat and attack. And that's pretty much this movie. This our characters uh, are know of this under underground cave system. They go under there to have a good time, get trapped. Instead of going on the glass boat trip that they were supposed to go on. Right. Yeah. <clears throat> Which looked cool too. I, I don't go on one of those. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, that's the movie. They get trapped down there. Some of them can eat, get eaten. Uh, some make it out. <laughs> Sistine Rose Stallone. Yeah, is uh, one of the characters, and we actually were just <clears throat> really waiting for her death. Like, yes. Pumped about it. Yes. And it was it was epic. Just yeah. not as soon as we would have liked. That yeah, moment. it was a good death. Yeah. Though. There's some good kills in this one. Some of them are pretty um, improbable. Yeah. Like sharks can't swim backward, and it happens in this movie. <laughs> right. Uh, um, Which you didn't come to see this movie for, like, the, no. you know, realities of sharks. You know, I am going to go on record, and I'm going to say that this movie is ten times better than The Meg. Oh, agreed. I enjoyed it much more than I enjoyed The Meg. Because The Meg isn't even fun. No, this that movie is stupid. fun. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so, yeah, this movie, fuck yeah. I don't care. It was, this one did... At some point, have me at the edge of my seat. Because it's scary. There's fucking sharks in the water. Okay. Other than that, the ending, I think they could have done it better. And a little more on the down note. I think the ending of 47 Meters Down, the original movie, is part of what makes it special. Where yeah. I thought we were just going to see a stupid shark movie. Mm-hmm. The ending makes it more interesting. Right. And this one, just the endings makes it a stupid shark yeah, movie. exactly. <laughs> mm-hmm. And and it it was a stupid shark movie, but you know it didn't very make me enjoyable. angry. Whatever, it's something I could put on in the background. Yeah, absolutely. And the sets they made in this movie are fucking awesome. Yeah, agree. Like the 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 filming of it and everything is great. One of the problems I do have it was brought up before I even saw this movie was that how the fuck do they hear each other down there? Like their ears are aren't in the mask because they're all no, they're all scuba right. diving yeah. and their ears are just in the water. And then they're speaking to each other. Now, there wasn't like a scene where like, oh, let's put this chip in our ear so we can all talk to each other kind of thing. That's a good point. And like, I guess similarly to the guys who have a problem with time travel in superhero movies, I'm just going to tell you to calm down. Yeah, yeah. Calm down. <laughs> exactly. And that's what I was going to say. Who gives a shit? It yeah. was a fun movie. But yes. This movie isn't meant to be taken seriously. <laughs> <laughs> no, definitely not. It's not a movie that they thought, mm, no, this is really going to make people think. That's yeah. not what they did when they made this movie. It's fun, it's fine, it's stupid. I enjoyed it a lot. I had, I had a really it. good time watching this movie. <laughs> it's, it, you were like <laughs> giggling and shaking me. That was shit, yeah. <laughs> it, was, it was fun. If you like horror movies, you like shark movies, you're going to have a good time watching this one. Yeah. The Meg sucked. Meg sucked. Fuck the Meg. 47 meters uncaged all the way. <laughs> this was Larry's birthday movie, so I actually paid for it yep. so he could watch it on his birthday. I had a kick-ass time, even though I was fucking sick. <laughs> <laughs> it was a great time. Check it out. All right. 
Coming up next, our movie of the week. You're listening to the Prescribed Films Podcast Network, home to hundreds of hours of free podcast entertainment. The shows on this network all have a common goal, providing you with the best discussions about movies and other forms of entertainment media. The PFPN hopes to fill your ear holes with audio joy. Visit our website with links to all the other amazing shows at www.thepfpn.com. Thanks for listening. Our movie of the week is the 2017 movie, actually. And I think it's just now being rolled out in the 2018 and 2019 in the U.S. Mm-hmm. One Cut of the Dead, which is available on Shudder. Mm-hmm. It's a Japanese film. Japanese film. Um, quick synopsis. Uh, things go badly for a hack director and film crew shooting a low-budget zombie movie in an abandoned World War II Japanese facility when they are attacked by real zombies. Now, I'm going to preface this review right now by saying that there are huge spoilers in this movie. Uh, in this big, review. big spoilers. So if you yeah. haven't seen this movie yet and you want to see it, I would check it out before listening. Um, Lynette, turn it off right now if, if you haven't seen it and you want to see it. Yeah. But we're going to cut the shit out of this movie and spoil the fuck out of it. Too. Yeah, it's on Shudder. Go watch it. I urge you to watch it if you haven't <clears> seen <throat> it. Don't listen to us if you haven't seen it. Right. So, um, the synopsis that we have here is pretty much for the only, about the first 40 minutes of this movie. Not even, 31 minutes. 31 minutes of this movie, which is about um, a director trying to do a zombie movie and a zombie apocalypse breaks out. But throughout this first 31 minutes of this movie... The, some of these actors are talking to the camera that's filming them. Yeah. In a, in a way. <clears throat> so there will be a part of action and then something seems kind of weird where uh, an actor will say something to the camera or um, something sure. happens and then something a noise is made and then nothing happens and then characters just kind of stand around for a minute. Or what really <clears throat> bugged me is the actor with the bandana who's just like sitting with his head down in the right. background... When scary things are happening, and I'm like, what the fuck is this guy doing? Exactly. Why is he in this shot? Yeah. Right. So I kind of figured this movie out. Oh, did you? Okay. In the first five minutes of it. <clears throat> and the only reason is because I, I, um, I, there's a few, uh, Half in the Bag was an episode where one of the guys is saying, I really like this movie, I can't tell you anymore. And another person, uh, I believe Tad from Attack of the Killer podcast, Mm -hmm. also said he really liked this movie and it was on his top ten list of last year. Okay. So, by knowing those guys and saying that they love this movie, those guys are also uh, like film auteurs and film makers. Mm -hmm. So that already gave me a clue of what this movie might be. And after... The, the credits for this first part of the movie start to roll, it ends, and then it reads one month earlier. Yeah. So uh, the movie concludes, and then we're taken back a month earlier to this movie studio, and we're, we're, we're getting to meet some of the characters that we've already met in this movie, and it's 
these movie producers <clears throat> approached this director, who was actually the, the director in this movie also, to direct a live action, uh, a live zombie movie that's going to be streamed on the zombie channel kind of thing. That's all one take. That's all one take. Yeah. And it is all one take, too, mm-hmm. except maybe they might have cut like once or twice. And like no, a, a I quick don't think camera. So in the thirty-one minutes, you don't, I don't think, think so? They ever cut? Mm, I feel like I really tried to pay attention because you told me that's what I needed to watch for. Mm. And, and it so is. I noticed when the first cut happened. It is very important that you do pay attention to the first thirty-one minutes of this yeah. movie, because you're, you're thinking like, dude, what the fuck is this movie about? When mm-hmm. when is it going to change? Like, if you have any inkling of what's going to go on, or or that this isn't the movie that you're going to be watching throughout the next 96 minutes. So I was just kind of confused. I'm like, okay, how are they going to do this now? And then I was like, you know what? These filmmakers that I know are, are totally love this movie because, yes, this is a filmmaker's movie. This is about yes. making a movie. And it took me a, <clears throat> it took me too long to really get that. Right. Uh, we get to see, like, uh, uh, actors that are hard to work with. Yeah. Uh, Things not working all the time. Uh, you get to see uh, some people not being recognized for their work or, or uh, like that. It, it's really interesting. It's an interesting movie. It's not a zombie movie at all. No, it's not. It's not it's a, a horror movie. It's a filmmaker's movie. movie. <clears throat> yes. You're right. It, and then the second half of the movie or like the, the last two thirds of the movie is all about the production of this this half-hour movie. Yeah. That's going to be... So the first 31 minutes are the movie that's all in one take. No mm-hmm. cuts. I mean, I don't think there are any cuts. Right. And that's that's what, when you get to the second part of the movie, it's the producer <clears throat> woman uh-huh. who says, I want it all one shot. Just right. all one shot for, right. I think, one hour they were supposed to do, or maybe just 30 minutes. But yeah. I think she said one hour. So yeah, you get to see the movie right. in the very beginning. And then you get to see how that movie was made right and how fucking hard it was to make it yeah. right and then all those scenes that were weird in the first time around you get to see why that yeah. happened mm-hmm. which was great i did like that a lot but it made me think about a movie like memento where well actually i'll ask you this about did you like the movie memento yes do you think you would have liked that movie as much if they would just would have went in order no. Absolutely not. Would have no. ruined the whole movie. Right. Yeah. Right. <clears throat> so, um, I, I think that really plays into this movie, too, in a way, to where if we saw the making of it, then we saw the movie part of it. I absolutely agree with you. Because the first thing I thought when I realized that it was, we're watching the director who's going to make this movie that we already saw, I was like, why wouldn't they just show this and then show us the final product? Right. And then it became very clear why they showed us yes. the final product and then why they showed us how it was made. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, you like this movie? Yeah, I really did. And I spent the good, like the first 45 minutes going, why? Why? I know, and I sat yeah. there, and I, I could feel it off you, too, when I'm watching but this. But I wasn't I, saying anything. <laughs> I know, and I was like, you know what, I'm sure she's not, I'm sure she's not enjoying this right now, and I'm sure she has a lot I'm of questions. Like, I have one question, why? <clears throat> why, right, right, right. Uh, so, yeah, you liked this a lot. I huh? did, yeah. I liked it, too. I don't think I liked it as much as everyone else, because I kind of ruined it for myself, in a way. Yeah, I'm glad I didn't know anything about it. All you told me was that it was a zombie movie that's all in one take. Right. All in one, one shot. One yeah. shot, right. And, yeah, this is this was this was a fun movie. 
This movie has heart also, which I always kind of like in movies. Uh, Agreed, yeah. The way they did it made it unique. So I and I'm, but I'm kind of conflicted because I think I've seen kind of movies like this before, and it reminds me also too of a movie like um, uh, Ocean's Eleven in a way. Okay. <laughs> to where there's they're going to do this uh, bank heist, and the bank heist works, and then things go awry, and then throughout time, <laughs> yeah, some things go wrong, and then yes, yeah, and then after that whole scene, we get to see oh, this is what really happened, kind yeah. of thing. That's what it reminded me of. In Agreed, a way. but it's also playful and fun. Yes, it's so much more playful and fun than I thought. Not mean spirited at all. Say, yeah, Mm-mm. it was. It was a good time. Uh, no, no, no one dies in this movie. Just, no, not really. No nudity in this movie. <laughs> no on-screen deaths, at least. <laughs> uh, name some some of your favorite parts in this movie. Like, what part did you? I mean, were you like? Really, like, oh, that's fucking great. Some of my favorite parts include the parts where I watched the 31-minute movie and I was like, what the fuck is this guy doing? What's happening right now? And it was the bandana guy yeah. who's just sitting in the background with his head down. Right. Like, what? What? What is he doing? And then, and then we... you get to see what exactly is happening with him and how they incorporated that into the film. Yeah. So things like that, where I finally... The filmmaker is going to show you why you mm-hmm. saw what you saw. Like, oh, you're a film critic? You're going to criticize this part? Let me show you why it was so fucking hard to get this mm-hmm. movie made. So, yeah. uh, well, with that character, it's... Yeah, it's funny, because you, you don't see him do shit, yeah. really. And then when you, you see them in the casting process and everything, you see that he's kind of a, a hard actor to work with. Yeah. Right? And then, and then when you do see the filming of this movie... You get to see that he drank the wrong water and he has the shits and yeah, everything the now. Scoots, yeah. So yeah, you, he gets his come up, and so like that whole part starts to make sense, and you're like, oh fuck, that's great. Now my part that I, I, I my favorite part of this, and it takes a while to play out. Now there's a character in this movie who had originally been in the uh, director's other like the director of this uh, of the the zombie movie actually. Direct. He was a director of uh-huh. like um, uh, uh, of like infomercials yeah. kind of thing, and one of the actors he employed is a drunk. Yep. And <clears throat> we don't know that in the beginning of this movie. We get to learn that later on. So we know he's a drunk, and then we learn also about this other character, a lead actress in the movie. She um, she can't do certain things in the film. Uh, one would probably be nudity, and another one that's in her contract and with her agent is that she can't be thrown up on. And people are like, okay, that's a kind of weird. But when you see that, you, all, you remember from the first part of the movie where this zombie throws up on one yeah. actor, and then he goes to throw up on her, and she ducks. Yeah. And then at that point, you're kind of like, oh, okay, so she knew that that puke was coming, so she ducked. All right, that plays in well. Mm-hmm. But then you learn that this dude's a drunk, and that wasn't in the movie at all. It was actual all. puke. It was yeah. actual puke. Mm-hmm. So when he comes in to puke on, to when he the, the drunk zombie comes in to attack, he pukes again, but she ducks and misses the puke. So you mm-hmm. kind of, you think that's supposed to be in the movie, but you learn at the close to the end that it's not. And like this whole joke lasts throughout this whole movie, and you get yeah. to find out like oh my god that's hilarious like and the, I, yes can i piggyback on go that go for it yeah because one of the things that 
I guess annoyed me when you watch the 31 minute movie in the very beginning that they open with is that she she isn't emoting very well, nor does she defend herself against the zombie at all. She just kind of like backs into a corner and is like, hey, I love you. And then the, the director complains about it. Like, you, you're afraid. You're scared. You need to be scared. We need right. to see that. And one of, in my note, I wrote, finally, someone yelling about actors' lack of reaction. Like, you've made me watch enough Italian horror that, like, I need to see you react to this and defend yourself. And so I was immediately irritated by that. Right. And that's one of the big points of the entire movie, mm-hmm. which was very satisfying. Yes. And it was. And we find out, too, that the director of this is actually the director of that movie, too. So yes. he had a dual role as a director and to be the director in the movie. Acting and in the movie. act in the movie. Yeah. And, <laughs> and he did like a better job than the actor they had before, which I believe that character and another one of the characters was killed off screen. Mm-hmm. Or there, an accident happened, and they were no longer going to be in the movie. Right, and it was going to movie was happening in like an hour, or two hours. So they had to get uh, two other actors. One, the director, so he was like, "Yeah, I have to do it now." Mm-hmm. And then his wife his and his wife. daughter show up, which his daughter is actually uh, was really big in the film, like him. Yeah. And his wife, we learn, used to be an actor, too. Yeah, and decided to stop because she was super method. But we didn't know that, though. <laughs> right. We didn't know that until maybe, like, 30 minutes left in this movie while they're yeah. doing that, and they, we learn that she's method acting, <laughs> and that she's for real in this movie, yeah. and that there was a line earlier uh, in the original part of this movie, the first 31 minutes, where she's attacking the, ma- the main lead, the male lead role, and he's ac- she's actually, like, breaking his arm, and he goes to the camera. Oh, she's really cut. He's breaking <laughs> yeah. my arm kind of thing. So they have to put her in, a like, a sleeper hole. Yeah, they have to put her in sleep. But the funny thing is, is that all these jokes are set up from a long time ago, and yeah. they still come into play. Nothing is really forgotten. We get to see her at home. She's not really working anymore. She quit acting. Mm-hmm. Her husband directs infomercials. Her daughter wants to be a director, so mm-hmm. she's working. She's going to be leaving soon, but she's working on a set, which we learn later on. And she reads all of her husband's scripts still. But we don't know why she stopped acting. Right. So it's, it's <laughs> really right. funny that when she's like, yeah, later on her daughter says, yeah, she had to quit acting. She was really method. And she <laughs> really bad things happen. And <laughs> She gets lost in her role. Yes, yeah. exactly. So that was a, a all everything pays off in this movie, Agreed. which is real. Which is this is how you make a good movie. Yeah, is, is this way? Yeah, I loved it. And and thirty one minutes in, I didn't. Mm-hmm. I <laughs> yeah. knew something was going to happen. Though. I knew something was going to happen, so I was like, okay, they got to get this here. Where is it going to go from here? I just wasn't too sure. Mm-hmm. I kind of had an idea, and I thought I kind of... I'm pretty sure I had it figured out, which mostly I did. But yeah, it was... it. You, If you do watch this movie, I mean, we fucking ruined it anyway. Yeah, sorry. Uh, it, you shouldn't have listened if you didn't see it. <laughs> it can be like the first part's kind of a slog. It is. It's like mm-hmm. watching a uh, somewhat poorly made independent movie that had... Parts in it that can really be good, but they weren't executed as best as they can be. But you don't know why. And that's the big reason. That's the big payoff that you get in this movie. Well, in all my notes, I wrote, this this sacrifices substance 
for one long shot. Mm-hmm. The whole point is this is that you wanted to do it in one long shot, and that right. sacrifices all the substance of this yes. movie. When I thought I was just watching a zombie movie in one long shot. So when I found out I wasn't watching that, mm-hmm. I really, really liked it. Yeah. So what were your thoughts when they hit the credits on the that movie? Like the, the first thirty one minutes of the movie. Well I didn't I didn't know what to think because <clears throat> I knew it was ninety minutes. So did you know did you have any idea where it might go from there? No, or were you not just at like all. Oh, okay, like what's happening, kind of thing. Nope, I really didn't. Nice, and that's that good. Was the best part. Right. That's, yeah. that's awesome. I'm happy you yeah. got to enjoy that. And, yeah, I'm glad you didn't totally wreck like it. <coughs> yeah, and I'm actually well. kind of glad that you told me kind of what it was because I really did hate the first 31 minutes. Yeah, and as I, I was just sitting there, like, <laughs> I know she's fucking stewing over there in a way. I know she's going to be like. Another fucking foreign movie. Another no, zombie movie. I never I feel fucking... that way about foreign movies. I know. I'm just. I know. Do you feel that way about zombie movies? I know. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Paired. Like you had to really pay attention because yeah. like, I'll throw a movie up like Mutant, and I'm sure you didn't pay attention as much as you did with this movie as you did with that movie. Well, and the issue is especially with subtitles. Mm-hmm. With subtitles, I it's hard for me to take notes at the same time that I'm watching the movie. Mm-hmm. And I, when we're going to do a podcast, I need to be taking those notes. But in addition to there being subtitles, it was one long shot. Yes. So it was really hard for me to take notes when it was one long shot and a, a language that I did not understand. Yeah. That mm. wasn't that wasn't what annoyed me. I was just like, I had a lot of notes because I just liked <laughs> so much at first until I realized what it was. And then I liked it a lot. Yeah. I kind of want to watch the first 31 minutes of the movie again. I just to too. see I all mean, the imperfections. You see how they did it, yeah. Mm-hmm. And how everything... And it was... <laughs> the way they show it and how everything comes together is really funny. This is a comedy. This isn't a yeah. horror movie. So if you're expecting a, a zombie bloodbath, this is not it. No. Uh, final grade? A. A? Mm-hmm. You? I, I've been... Shooting around a B plus and an A. Wow, why a B plus? Why would you knock it down like that? <clears throat> I know it, it took a little bit more to sink in, and I think I might settle in now at an A minus. Other than I think there are What's parts of this the movie for the minus is on me, kind of for knowing movies too much, <laughs> and. Uh, I think the execution has been the best of these kind of movies. A movie about making a movie. Yeah. Um, but so it's not like fucking adaptation. It's actually a really good. Movie. Right. Or I've never seen adaptation, Fuck so I can't. Adaptation. I can't comment on that. <laughs> but more of a movie like Terror Firmer, or okay. um, which is <laughs> which is funny on itself. But uh, um, but yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna kick around an A minus for this one. Okay. I did enjoy it. Um, feel good movie of the year. <laughs> it, it, it's very. It turns out to be very wholesome and sweet and fun. Yeah. Right. Uh, so yeah, I you should check this one out along with a few other ones that we reviewed. Quick quick reviews that we did this week. Yeah. Yeah, uh, check them all out. Was 47 there meters down. Was like, absolutely not? I don't think so. Uh, I don't think so. Uh, no, nothing. Go yeah, see them. Pretty much everything. Watch if you on haven't this seen list. them already, do it. Yeah. Uh, I might get wasted and watch the uh, 
the movies that made us and rip on it the whole time. Just do it. You're going to get a lot of useful information. And I'm using the term useful loosely. <laughs> in, in a movie-loving way, yes. It has allowed me to spew this information at people who don't care. <laughs> <laughs> so you're going to have... Like, you, you get to tell you me! Yeah. that this was Alan Rickman's first film. And they dropped him 40 feet at the very end of that movie. It was the first stunt that he ever did. Things like that. (laughs) (laughs) And they're going to be like, who the fuck is an Alan Rickman? Who are you? We're on the bus. (laughs) (laughs) So, next week we got episode 100 coming up. It's coming. Coming. I have a mini surprise for you. That's going to be happening on that day. Okay. I love Uh, surprises. I know. You love surprises. (laughs) Uh, Our movie is already picked. We picked it a long time ago. Uh, uh, So we got that already. Mm -hmm. We're going to do our best, or not best, but our favorites of the year, which are going to be pretty much completely not what the Golden Globes or even... The Academy Awards are going to put up yeah, there. Don't get me started <clears throat> on the Golden Globes. <laughs> yeah, agreed. But yeah, this is going to be a fun episode. Uh, we're we're gonna, I'm gonna fire off some good movies that I like this year that maybe some people have never heard of, and it's, it's going to be a good time. Uh, especially with our movie of the week too, which mm-hmm. we're gonna fawn all over. Masterpiece. And along uh, uh, with next year, leading into next year. We'll, uh, of course, be starting out with episode 101. I got a pretty cool idea that I'm going to do for the January episodes. Because ah. uh, January is a very interesting part of the year when it comes to theaters. Uh, that, and that's all I'll say for okay. right now uh, until we reach there. But, yeah, come check us out next week. It's going to be a great time. You're going to learn all about our favorite stuff. And that's it. And you know what? I think I'm going to get some um, some some of the guys from Attack the Killer podcast and some of our former guests too yeah. to give us their uh, favorite movies of the year, and then I'll be able to read them. Nice long episode. As so. long as we want it to yep. be. So check us out next week, guys, and we will see you then. Thanks for listening. <laughs> <laughs>